0: Hello, welcome to Directors and Animation Podcast. My name is Avgusta Zurilidi and I'm the creator and host of the show. Today's guest is the fantastic Natalie Wetzig. Natalie is the supervising director on the DC Superhero Girls series. Hi Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so
1: much for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be, I don't know, really fun. I can't wait to talk about directing with you.
0: I'm really excited too. Um, and first of all, a massive congratulations on the Annie nomination. That's such a fantastic achievement.
1: Thank you. Yeah, its it was like, gosh, such a surprise to actually be nominated. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it at all. And it was just really nice to get the the recognition. And I really hope that you know, the team knows I'm so proud and thankful to have gotten to work with them. You know, it's a real team effort. Well, I was glad that you got nominated.
0: So then I, I found you and here we are doing our, our interview together. So first of all, could you tell me a little bit about your career path and how did you become a supervising director on the DC Superhero Girls?
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a long story. Gosh, I feel like I need to kind of start from the beginning because... So, so much of um, all my experiences has really led to where I am today, um, because I feel like every, every moment that you spend in animation is a learning opportunity. So as much, you know, as you can be a sponge and just absorb everything, it really helps, you know, becoming a director. So I started uh, in animation because I went to CalArts for school. And that school is really uh, unique where every single year you make your own student film, and I think that was just, like, a really good experience for me as far as, like, directing your own project. You have to write it. You have to storyboard it. You have to animate it, design it. All, all of these, like, little parts you're learning about how they all come together into one final product. Um, so that was, like, a really huge, awesome experience for me. Um, my my fourth-year film, I remember some of my classmates, I'm like, that person's way better at character design than I am. I wonder if I could convince them to, like, help me on my project. And that's so much of, like, what being a director is, is, like, working with other people who are so much better than you are and trying to convince them to, like, you know, help you. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm no expert on character design, but I'm a huge fan. And so Mm -hmm. I think... You know, learning those skills of like how to work with other people um, was really valuable for me, I think, from school. And uh, so from there, Blue Sky saw one of my student films and they're like, hey, do you want to be a storyboard artist? And at the time I was trying to be an animator. And I just said, sure, yes, of course. (laughs) And um, they did a really great job in training me uh, how to be a storyboard artist. Um, So for a few years, I was a storyboard artist and feature. Uh, and I think that gave me some really great skills as far as working with editorial. Um, I think to be a director, it's really important, you know, knowing how to work with edit, um, mm-hmm. learning pacing, timing, uh, how your boards translate into, you know, the final product, because the animatic is never the, the finished thing like I think realizing that was kind of like a like aha moment (laughs) it's like all of these drawings that I'm working so hard on no one's ever gonna see them and that's like the point that's like you you want the storyboarding piece is like a tool towards that final step and I think that that really helped me having all that experience on feature so I started working on a TV show called DC Superhero Girls and I started as a storyboard artist and the current uh, supervising director and showrunner, they uh, they really liked my boards. I think my first episode, I had no notes. They are like, send it straight to oh, edit. No. And so I was like, cool, that never happened. <laughs> um, so that was really exciting. And uh, I got promoted to being a director, an episode, episode director. And on our team, the episode directors work really closely with the storyboard artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So that was really fun. And I had a lot of experience from from Feature working with editorial as well. And I think Mm -hmm. that that gave me kind of a leg up. Um, So halfway through the season, uh, the current supervising director, uh, she got a really amazing opportunity to go direct a feature at Sony. And we were kind of like, oh, no, what are we going to (laughs) do? You know, mid-season, and Lauren, the the showrunner, she was like, would you like to step up and be the supervising director? You've been on the show. I work well with you. You know, would you be interested? And I was like, sure, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) So it was another one of those, like, you know, just say yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a really amazing learning experience, so... Yeah, so that's that's my path to being a supervising director. That's
0: fantastic. I oh gosh, it's so important, isn't it, to just say yes to you know, even if you're like, uh, I'm not sure, but I'll just do it, and then and then just figuring it out rather yeah. than kind of guessing and thinking, and you just have to jump on to this opportunity sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I remember when I was a student, I had this fear of like I'm never gonna be ready, like, and I and it was really sad because I kind of held myself back from applying to studios. And I wished I wished I had been more forward Mm -hmm. um, with applying. And I think that first experience of Blue Sky saying, hey, do you want to be a board artist? I'm like, I I don't know how, but I'll I'll just say (laughs) yes. It was such a good, good experience, because you're never going to feel ready. Like you should just, you know, no matter how prepared you are, you should just, you know, try and believe in yourself and, you know, not take things personally. And when you're new at something, ask lots of questions. Like, don't don't pretend to know things. Like if, if you're not sure, um, you know, your team is there to support you. Like they, yeah. they will they have knowledge, experience, you can learn so much from everybody. So it's really important to leave your ego at the door. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think when I, when I started directing that fear, you know, that, oh, I might not know something. And it could be, you know, it, it could be this almost like a panic attack. And you're right. If you just kind of take it, take a deep breath and, go, <laughs> and, and just open up to someone, go to the producer, you know, uh, there's this issue and I'm not sure what to do. I don't know anyone who'd go, oh, you know, nothing, you know, get out. They're like, okay, let's figure it out together.
1: Yeah, and I think you gain a lot of respect, too, by by asking questions instead of, you know, f- faking it. Like, there's that saying, fake it till you make it, which is, like, <laughs> great. I think that's good. But it's also, like, really important to ask lots of questions because <laughs> that's how you learn, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay to not know stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I wonder if we ever feel ready. You know, I've, I've been working in the industry uh, for many years and you are the same, and I feel like... Even now, you know, if I'm approached with a, with a project, I always kind of go, oh, do I have enough experience? And I kind of have to sometimes all, like open my CV and kind of go, yeah, it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's OK.
1: <laughs> and uh, honestly, when those opportunities present themselves, it, it means that people out there believe in you, too. So, mm. you know, like they, they wouldn't ask me if they didn't think I could do it. So that's also a, another thing to remind yourself. It's like this is here because I can do it. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, sometimes other people have to see the opportunity in in us or in you, you know, and then yeah. and then yeah, they they take
1: the the sort of the leap of faith. Yeah, and I think it's hard being like the, as as like a young woman. I think it's like you know, it's hard to put yourself out there, and mm. it's hard. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't wait for other people, but it's also like you know, believing in yourself is such a huge part of being a director. And I think once you step up into those leadership roles, it's like, Oh God, I have to like know everything. And so you yeah. try to hide it and it's almost, it comes off stronger. If you're like, you know, well tell me about this. Like, you know, this, this editor has a lot of experience. I want to hear what their experiences were on their, on that other show. And we can learn from that and, and just be a sponge and adapt. And like, you know, it's, it's all about problem solving. Cause every, every show I've been on is so different. Like, <laughs> There's no one right way of doing something. So I think, you know, even on a new show asking lots of questions, how your team likes to work, you know, I think all of that's so beneficial even even when you do have experience. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the role and your role on the DC uh, show. So you're a supervising director. Yes. And uh, could you tell me a little about your role? Because exactly what you just said, that every project is different. So yes. I'd <laughs> like to know how you work on this specific one. And then do you have, you know, how is the structure of the director's team? Do you have animation director or episode directors? Just, just on that level of the director's team and your role specifically.
1: Yes, so I felt really lucky when I first started in that role. I had six weeks to shadow um, Jen Kluska, who was the the existing uh, supervising director before she left, and um, it just was so much fun. Um, on our show, we worked very closely with the showrunner Lauren Faust, and she has like a really strong vision for the whole show. So each character will have like a character arc and like personalities and you know, we'll introduce this villain here to pay off something, you know, later in the season. And so a big part of the supervising directing role is to kind of make sure that, you know, all these scripts that we prepare and all those arcs and storylines kind of translate into the boards. Um, and it's also really important to, you know, let the artists add, you know, ideas and like, you know, if they have like something to plus like a certain gag, um, you know, it's important to make people feel like they're adding and including. Of course. Um, So I found my role was really trying to support Lauren um, to get the vision that she wanted for the final product. And there was so much going on, so many meetings. She's like the busiest busiest person on the planet. So I kind of found myself being her right hand woman, you know, like whenever Mm -hmm. she was in a meeting and some member of the team had a question, I would be there to kind of answer for her and and you know, try to support, and if they had an issue, I could bring it up to her while she's so busy. Um, and so a lot of that was like, you know, communicating with design, uh, communicating with the directors. Um, our episode directors um, worked very closely with the storyboard artists. Um, mm-hmm. And so they, they um, would help the board artists with each assignment and um, they would take the boards on through to editorial. Um, And to save time for Lauren, I would sit and do like an editorial pass with the directors, you know, make sure, you know, everything's clear enough for the animation studio. If there's any revisions, Um, sometimes we'd have to cut time out of the episode because it has to it has to fit into 11 minutes. And so I found myself being most helpful in those moments because it's like, you know, we're we're trying to like brainstorm on how to make the strongest end product while having to sacrifice a few jokes. You know, it's Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. how can we, you know give and take to make the episode as strong as possible. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. It was cool getting to, like, go into mix for the first time. I've never taken stuff uh, to, like, final sound and final music. And, um, you know, that stuff was really exciting for me to to see stuff come back and with the full sound. um, So... Yay!
0: <laughs> That's great. So yeah, I, I understand, yeah, overall, the big story arc, working with your kind of creative director and episode director. So you're really kind of having the global, really global view of the project, but also you go in quite in into detail, like you were saying, if you have to take gags out. Yeah. So you kind of go in macro, micro, micro constantly.
1: Yes, you definitely have to. And it's my experience on DC was really interesting because... Cause Lauren, she's kind of like the overall director of the whole show and trying to translate that to all the other little like filtered down teams is really interesting. Cause I think on other shows, a director might be like, well, I want ownership of this episode. And it's like, well, it has, you can, you can own it, but it has to hit these like certain tick marks to pay off, you know, the very end of the season. Um, so it's like, part of my job was to try and like help and achieve her vision, but also make sure the team feels like they can add add to it. Of course. And I also found um, part of my job was trying to make things as efficient for the team, um, you know, watching out for, you know, certain angles of the characters that are too hard to build in harmony, uh, you know. So it's like, how do we make a dynamic action show without doing like crazy down shots or, you know, like some, some of our camera work it was just like a really neat process of like learning how to make things dynamic without, you know, making it too difficult. So that was interesting. And also like trying to reuse as much as possible. Like one episode, well, we'll have like a, a forest and it's like, well, we can reuse this forest for another spooky episode. And, you know, that was part of my job of like telling the directors and the board artists, you know, just to like, bridge that gap because they're, they're so focused on one little part they, they don't know that this other episode has that and so that was kind of a cool part of my role was to like have that over like bird's eye view I guess <laughs> of all of it so yeah so that was fun So you mentioned that you worked in story
0: on several feature films before working as a supervising director. Um, Well, first of all, how was this transition from story to directing? And also, did you find your experience in story really kind of beneficial for when you become a director, especially
1: in kind of working with a story team and giving feedback? Yeah, absolutely. I think starting from storyboarding and feature really helped me like so much. I think as a board artist, you're kind of a mini director already cuz mm-hmm. you're you're deciding the camera shots you're deciding the acting you're um you know coming up with gags you're writing you're um coming up with environments you're envisioning the timing in your head as you're drawing it so it's like like that blueprint for the film um you know you're you're just putting all those pieces together so in a way board art board artists are kind of like mini directors yeah. <laughs> and i think feature side it's so interesting cuz board artists will oftentimes revise their own sequences. So they'll mm-hmm. they'll work very closely with editorial and kind of see the changes as they happen and be there and kind of understand why things are changing. And in TV, I think when a board artist finishes an episode or a sequence, they move on to their next episode or sequence. And it's kind of a shame that they don't get to be there to revise and work with, with editorial. So I think that, that feature experience really helped me with that. And I think I kind of missed drawing a lot when I started directing, I, you know, my, my pencil mileage wasn't as much, like, as a board artist, I was averaging maybe like 200 panels a day. And then Gosh. directing, it's like, I'll do a fun drawing for fun before work. <laughs> uh, but I just wasn't having the same pencil mileage. So I found myself getting kind of rusty when I had to jump in and like, you know, help with revisions. Uh, so... So that was one one change I wasn't expecting. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not drawing as much. Oh no, <laughs> um, but I love I love being on the directing side too. I think um, having all that experience as a board artist really helped me with um, other artists. You know, mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. kind of speak the language and yes. you know when when they're having trouble with an action sequence, it's like you know I know I know how to help them decide cameras and kind of work through it. So so that was really helpful. Um, yeah, I think giving giving feedback is, it's nice to have been there, so I know what it's like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think giving kind of
0: constructive feedback, exactly, instead of just saying, make it funnier, and then go, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. like, leaving them, but actually maybe working on the structure of the joke, and like you say, the pace
1: as well, just massive part of that. Or just little little tricks of like, you know, if you put the perspective like this, it'll look dynamic even though it's
0: easy to draw, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah, so kind of insightful things that you've picked up. And kind of moving on to my next question is, you know, as directors, we're often perfectionists and it comes with a job, I think, because we're always trying to do the best that we can. Yeah. So how do you know when something is good enough, especially in a show where you have so many episodes and so many minutes to go through?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think, for TV, it's all time based. Like, how much time do you have? <laughs> you kind of have to uh, make sure everything is as clear as you possibly can make it, and then, you know, it, as long as it's clear, and you have the time, and you know, I guess sometimes you kind of have to be like, well, this is good enough because it's due tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The deadline sort of indicates that. Doesn't yeah, that? yeah, and so it's like you kind of have to learn how to how to work fast and efficient. Um, and it's so funny because in feature you have all this time to go and like render your boards and animate them and you know rework it and rework it and it's it's kind of sad because when you spend years and years on one sequence you you can't tell if it's funny anymore or not (laughs) Um, that's true yeah so in a way tv is kind of beneficial because you're going so fast it's like well
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's the past that it has to be and we have to be okay with that and move on to the next thing um so, my, 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 my yeah. trick is as long as it's clear enough for what the animation studio needs, then, then mm-hmm.
0: it's good mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> and is your animation studio in the same place or does it have to be, do you outsource the animation part?
1: Yeah, I think for uh, Lauren, the showrunner, it was really important to her that um, the animation studio sp- spoke English um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, they, they would get the jokes and we wouldn't have to spend as much time trying to translate um -hmm. so I thought that was really I don't know I'd never thought of that before I thought I thought that was like really unique and it was great because uh we were working with um Jamfield uh and uh they added so much to the animation like they're such Mm -hmm. an amazing animation studio we were so lucky to have them helping us um And so it was just great to work with an English speaking studio because they would Mm -hmm. get the jokes instantly and like, you know, put their own like magic touch to it. And like they just added so much. So that was really special. It's interesting
0: I find because I I work with several kind of animation studios around the world and this cult- cultural, you know, the general culture understanding um for gags is is really important mm-hmm. uh, especially because your your show is is dialogue so a lot of your gags are dialogue based and how you land that gag and how their reaction is, you know, or the kind of the gesture is so crucial to the performance.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think on um, working with uh, Lauren on her show, everything is so expressive. Like um, Mm -hmm. we did a lot of special poses of the characters um, so that the animation studio would know how far they could push the characters. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that that was like really neat to see especially for female characters um just for them to make really goofy silly faces and you know yeah. it's just a lot of fun <laughs> like i hope they had fun working on it because i did so
0: <laughs> well i think it shows i mean i, I um, just getting ready for the interview i i watched several of the episodes and they're they're so much fun and i love how how the characters have such different personalities and I love how the personalities clash and they have arguments, but they're still best friends. And there's, you know, it's it feels really kind of research and it feels, although it's obviously animation, it feels real, you know.
1: Yay, that's great, yay. (laughs) Yeah, gosh, uh, Lauren uh, and our our lead writer, uh, Mitch, they're just really a brilliant team. Um, They work together on My Little Pony and, um, you know, I think, Lauren's approach is like she wants to write it kind of like for herself or like you know for Mm -hmm. adults too and you know and it's so important to write female characters that are flawed because you know every human being is flawed like no one's perfect and Mm -hmm. it was so refreshing to work on a show where one character who's a girl can be super into makeup while another character who is also a girl can like like that's an alien language to me I don't know yeah. anything about makeup <laughs> so it's just nice to have that representation across the yes. board you know on a kid show so for me that was like i've worked in animation a while so it was really nice to finally <laughs> have that experience kind <laughs> of have that character diversity and p- personalities yeah yeah, yeah it was between them really refreshing
0: that's great and um there are a lot of the themes uh, in the series deal with kind of camaraderie because obviously they're they have to work as a team and superheroes you know big part of that is always camaraderie and kind of support and and big part of our job as directors is kind of supporting the team and we talked a little bit about it but it's um uh how do you encourage your team and series sometimes takes years to make and you know if there's several episodes, you know there's I'm sure there's always moments of uh, kind of maybe the team getting tired or so how do you work as a, especially
1: as a supervising director to kind of keep in that momentum going. Absolutely. No, I think it's so important to have good team morale. Um, one of my favorite things to do whenever I start on a new project or with a new team of people, I like to go take them out to lunch and, Mm -hmm. you know, get to know them on a personal level, Um, you know, ask them about their experience, where they've been, you know, do they have personal projects and just, I think being approachable and it's so, it's just so important to, uh, you know, make people feel appreciated. So if you take them out to lunch, they'll so you know, it's a good bonding, mm-hmm. <laughs> bonding exercise. Um, I also think having weekly meetings with each team really helps, um, just so mm-hmm. you can kind of take their temperatures, see where they're at, you know, people can talk about what they're working on and just share. Um, I, I feel like that's a really good team building exercise. Mm-hmm. If, if you have the time, I highly recommend <laughs> that, at least once a week. Um, yeah. Another really fun thing I like doing is having uh, board pitches. So when a storyboard mm-hmm. artist has finished an episode, to to pitch it to the entire team, like the BG artist, the character, the color. And um, it's just really fun for a board artist to be like, here's all my hard work, you know, and then everyone's clapping and laughing. And, and it's great, because then you know, the rest of the team, the later, the later steps will be like, well, I know we're going to be doing a spooky forest and, you know, oh, I have ideas about this lighting. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just kind of neat to bridge the two different, you know, specialties, um, mm-hmm. more than two, character and color and just, just all the different departments. Um, and then I think it's also really awesome to screen the final episodes when they come back mm-hmm. from animation, yeah. make yeah. it like a big pizza party and everyone can just kind of see how things turn out. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And then they'll understand like, you know, this, this shot, you know, turned out great because we planned for it and, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll learn and and it's just so rewarding to, to watch everyone see the final product of their hard work. So, so I think that's like really good, good morale building stuff.
0: Yeah. That sounds good. And, and I think everything that you said has a theme of, approachability and also doing things together because you know during the day most of people just working on their own stuff you know individual but kind of making sure that you bring that team together for that specific moment and just go look at the work that we've done or even like you're saying you know someone's pitching their boards that's kind of celebrating that person and going show us everything you've done this is your moment go for it
1: and it's really neat too because uh you know, the junior artists can kind of see what the senior artists are bringing to the table. And mm-hmm. I think for me, when I was starting out, seeing what other people were doing really, A, helped me learn. And then B, mm-hmm. also kind of put a fire under my butt where I'm like, I want to be as good as that person, you yes. know, like, it's, it's like healthy, uh, you know, competition in a way.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really helps. Yeah. Uh, and I like what you said about lunch because, you know, in a way, it's such a simple thing to do, right? It doesn't take that much effort. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes someone might have a hobby that, you know, they mention and then two months later, you might be doing an episode based on that hobby or you need someone doing a craft or something. Go, hold on. I know the person who, you know,
1: who's interested in that and yeah. you can bring them on board. Oh, that reminds me. One of my favorite uh, team building things that um, Chris McKay did this on the Lego features. Um, Every single Monday, we would get together with the team and we would just sit outside by the fountain, like before work, like the very first thing. And we would just talk about what we did on the weekends. And it was just really fun. And, you know, maybe every week we would do like a different little like exercise of like what's your favorite animal and stuff like that (laughs) but you know it was kind of amazing because that actually sparked ideas that Mm -hmm. came into the movie um we had a uh one of our editors he came in with like a little bit of a cough and they're like why why are you coughing and he's like oh I breathed in all this sawdust and they're like sawdust what were you doing and he was like oh I was building a double-decker couch for my apartment And the board artists are like, what, that's crazy. And so one of the board artists put that in her storyboards. And that's how the double decker couch was invented for the Lego movie. So it's like, it's so important to take the time for those team building exercises, because who knows, it might become like a brilliant idea that's like now a Lego set, like... <laughs> that's brilliant!
0: Uh, because it's so easy to just do the work, you know, just come in 9 to 5 and just like clock out and... But I think, you know, we were talking about, um, with another director, about uh, the kind of the energy of the studio and how that translates to the actual project. And, and most of the time you can see that, you know, if the team is working well together and they're having fun, that goes on to the actual finished product. Yeah, project. it really
1: shows. Um, like you can tell those people were having a lot of fun on the Lego movie. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you, it's just, you feel it, yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm sure everyone worked so hard, but it doesn't have to be just that, you know. I'm sure everyone kind of given their 100% and they're probably given extra just because they were having fun. And it's that kind of, uh, kind of motivational part as Definitely. well. Definitely,
1: yeah. No, it's, it's kind of cool to see how People will build off of each other's ideas too, like when you know, and that's that comes from that whole sharing, um, you know, feeling like you're part of a team and seeing what other people are doing. Um, you know, it's it's really important to kind of have that type of, um, I don't know, community on a project.
0: Yeah, well, uh, just to wrap up. Um... I was wondering if you could give just one advice, just one if you can think of, for someone who is just starting out as a director, like what would be your top advice for someone who might be listening
1: to us now and going, you know what, I might give it a go. Yeah, I think I wish somebody had told me this when I was starting uh, to really just take care of yourself, (laughs) sleeping, eating, exercising, uh, you know, It'll be there tomorrow. Go home. Uh, yes. <laughs> don't don't burn yourself out. Think of it as like a like a long distance run. Um, you know, I think that when you're starting out, there's this pressure to try and prove yourself. You know, you want to you mm-hmm. want to work as hard as you can to make it as good and perfect as possible. And I think one thing that I've learned is that getting sleep and coming back the next morning it actually turns out better instead of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know working yourself uh to your knuckles. So I think that's that's one really key part I think that, you know, taking taking care of yourself is what I would tell myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with your years of experience
0: you can finally kind of reflect and go that's actually it yeah. you know just get some sleep and the ideas will come and everything will be fine i think that's that's so important yes yeah. yeah well that's that's it for for us actually thank you so much it has been brilliant brilliant conversation i love all the tips i love how you uh, approach directing um how you approach storytelling it's just brilliant i really had a fun chat with you yay. so thank you so much
1: yeah thank you so much i had so much fun talking yay <laughs> that's brilliant thank you thank you